Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Well, well, welcome back. It is Beamer in for Bowerly one final time here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Tom will be back on Monday. So over the last week, I watched uh, this miniseries on Netflix called Painkiller with Matthew Broadwick. Number one, does Matthew Broadwick just play the same character now since Ferris Bueller? I mean, he played Ferris Bueller, but it seems like older Matt Bra- Matthew Broderick plays the same character. That's a different discussion for a different day. Uh, but it was really heartbreaking to watch, and it showed the OxyContin uh, crisis from three different perspectives, from an investigator, from the Sacklers, and from a uh, patient taking OxyContin and their struggle with addiction. What was your experience? Maybe it was you personally. Maybe it was a friend, a family member. Your experience with OxyContin. And did this crisis uh, make you feel any differently about medication? Or when to take medication? When, If it's offered to you, will you automatically take it? I think it depends. 803-0930. Star 930. Chris in West Seneca has been patient during the break. Hey, Chris, thanks for hanging on. Hey, Beamer. How are you? Doing well, Chris. What was uh, your experience? Well, so it was two things. Now, I had I hurt my knee um, playing sports, so I had a reconstructed knee surgery. And after that surgery, the orthopedic surgeon was a high school friend of mine. He said, "I'm going to prescribe you some pills, but you got to be careful. Take them only if you absolutely need them." So, day of the surgery was a Monday morning. Uh, that day, I didn't take any. The next morning. They were prescribed to take one in the morning, one uh, around dinner time. So for three days I did that, so a total of six pills. And I said, okay, that's it, because I've experienced friends that have issues with pills. So the fourth day, not taking any pills, I started getting incredible restless, restless leg syndrome from my hips to my toes. Felt like I had to throw up uncontrollably, and I'm like, well, I had some family members come over, you know, after the surgery, and I'm like, maybe maybe one of them was sick, and I don't know about it. So that day, I didn't do nothing. I just dealt with it. The next morning, I had pretty good pain in my knee. I took a pill. Felt immediately incredible. No more restless leg. No, no desire to throw up nothing. And I'm like, okay, well, it was basically six pills, and I believe my body was already addicted to, to the pills. Wow. So... From uh, real, uh, no joke, no joke. And when I took that one pill the day after, I felt so sick and felt immediately incredible. I, it just hit me like a brick wall. I'm like, that is it. And whatever I had left, went right down the toilet. I said, that's it. I'm done. 
So that's how fast my body was addicted to these, this type of medication. That's amazing. Now, now, Chris, what year was this, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, it was uh, eight years ago now. Eight years ago. Wow. And that quickly, your body was uh, dependent on it. Yep. I, again, when the day I stopped taking them, it took about eight or ten hours, and I started feeling terrible. Like I had to throw up uncontrollably. The restless leg syndrome I ne- I'd never had in my life. I knew what it was, but that was from my hips to my toes. Like I've never felt in life. And then the next morning, when my knee was hurting pretty good, I took a pill and felt incredible, and I immediately knew I was already dependent on them after six pills. And and, and another story, so it's kind of a twofold situation. Um, I'm a self-employed general contractor now, uh, but for years I worked in a debt collection industry. And, and there were friends of mine that they would have 10 – so – Friends of mine that actually would get their hands on these pills and sell them kind of black market kind of thing, they would sell them to people that would have 10, 15, 20 pills in their pocket and incredibly stressed out that they only have that many pills left before they run out and were begging to buy more. That's how bad it was. So, uh, and you knew that going in. I mean, that's how you knew that it was addiction because you kind of had already heard the stories. Yeah, I already experienced it for, for several years. So when I when I had my surgery, I was already very concerned even taking one. And and I said to my wife, so after that whole episode, after my surgery and, and realizing what happened to me just after six pills, I said, I don't care if I get my leg amputated. I will never, ever in my life take one of them pills again, ever wow. again. Wow. Yeah, it's really that bad. And, and unfortunately, this is why... Kids that take pills and, and, and adults also, then they can't get them or they're too expensive and they turn to heroin because they're so afraid to come down off that high. And it's terrible what's going on. So after you took that one pill and felt fine, how long was the withdrawal after that? You know, I, I don't know if most of it was out of my system because I took that one pill, flushed the rest, said I'll never, ever take one again. And I really didn't feel terrible after that. I was actually very, very surprised because I prepared myself. To- oh, Chris, I expected lo- to feel incredibly horrible, and I got yeah. lucky and didn't. So, so for the pa- for the pain that start that started with it, what did you take after that? Was, was did you just take over the counter uh, painkillers? Oh uh, yeah, well no, after that. So this is a, this is this is four or five days after my surgery. So after that, because now, you know, then um, when you have surgery like that, you don't just rest and not move. So my orthopedic surgeon's like, listen, get up, get up tomorrow, start walking, start moving. So no, after I took that one last pill, um, that was it for me. I think maybe an Excedrin or two here and there the next couple of days or uh, uh, some kind of just very light over the counter thing. But that was it. That was it. Oh, good. Well, Chris, yeah. I am so glad that you, you you caught it and you were strong enough to say, uh-uh, not, not happening to me. Yeah, it hit me like a brick wall when I took that one pill and felt immediately incredible. And I'll be honest with you, so the very first pill I took after my surgery, the way it made me feel, I, I, I know why people get addicted to them because you feel like you are – on cloud, like it's an incredible, incredible good feeling. And I'm like, I don't think this pill should make people feel this good. Like it was incredible. I have a good life and I'm a happy-go-lucky guy and all that. 
but you feel like you are on top of the world. There's no pain. There's, it's unbelievable how they make you feel. So I know how people can seriously get addicted. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I couldn't be happier that I again if I get my leg cut off for some reason I'm never taking another one of them in my life. Well, Chris, that's a that's a good motto to live by. I appreciate the call, Chris, in West Seneca. And you know that's what you hear of just how powerful these are. And you, you watch the you watch the 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 miniseries and the documentaries, and you know you had the uh, the the reps that were going around for Purdue Pharma. Saying, you know, just prescribe, prescribe higher, prescribe higher. They were throwing these big parties. And um, it, it's just, it. this series, I think, did a really good job of putting in perspective, you know, people that really just needed something to help their pain, struggling long after their procedure. And then the people that were pushing these uh, drugs to have doctors prescribe them throwing parties and you know having big get-togethers it really did a good job of putting everything in different into the perspectives of um all the people affected you know i have never uh had a major surgery so it's never been something for me i have been in really bad pain and you're gonna laugh when i tell you what it is uh but i've i uh a few years ago had a layer of my the top layer of my eye peeled off okay and then I had a patch on it to have it re, uh, regrow. I'm not ex- exactly sure what it was called, uh, but they peeled up my eye with the with what looked like the thing they pick at your te- tooth with at the dentist. And they put some numbing agent in my eye, and it felt fine for a while. But afterward, it was by far, and maybe I'm lucky, that by far this was the worst pain I ever had in my life. And light affected it. Everything affected it. I had to lay in a dark room for like four days. Uh, but, you know, with as bad as that pain was, now we're talking 2019, as bad as that pain was, they would not prescribe me anything for the pain because of, you know, as, uh, you know, because of the issues that they had had, they are very particular about who they prescribe it to. So I was stuck, you know, popping Tylenol and Excedrin and all of it. And let me tell you. It did nothing. It did nothing for the pain. Fortunately, after a few days, that pain did go away, um, and I was able to uh, continue healing without having to just lay in a dark room all day. Uh, because even with my eye closed, the, if a little bit of light got through my eyelid, it was, I'm, I, I'm not lying, it was one of the worst pains uh, I had ever dealt with. 803-0930, starting at 30. And again, maybe I'm fortunate that that's the worst pain that I've I've had to this point in my life. Uh, but what is your experience? 803-0930, starting at 30. OxyContin, we know the story around it. I watched a uh, miniseries. It's got me thinking about it. It was a heartbreaking miniseries. A lot of people affected by this drug. Again, it was given to them as uh, as, you know, to save them from pain. And then tell me your experience with pain and what you do to manage your pain. Because we've all had incidents, like I said, me, it was was with my eye. Maybe you've broken a bone. Maybe you've had to go in for surgery. Uh, It can be something as simple as, you know, um, uh, root canal procedure that I hear is just overly painful. Anything with the teeth is pain. I can, I don't like getting uh, cavities filled. I go in already feeling the pain. You know what I mean? Uh, So that is 
just an awful pain. But again, it's a temporary pain. Once they're done drilling, the pain's kind of gone. Uh, but what is your experience with pain? How do you manage your pain? And tell us about the worst pain that you've been in. I told you about my experience and how you dealt with it. And were you turned down for something higher, a higher dose of something because of you know, possibly it turning into a drug addiction? 8030930 star 930 is the number to, uh, to get on. Someone on the on the text board says I take 5 milligrams of oxy and it doesn't do much to my pain in my back. Um I mean and, and that was another thing that you saw in the mini series that you know once you take it for a while the effects wear off your body's used to it and that's why they have to up the dosage and that's when people are really starting to get addicted. You know, okay, take this once a day, twice a day and people were taking it Eight times a day, they were they were um, crunching it up and snorting it. I mean, this these are prescribed medications uh, that people were prescribed for their pain, um, and they were becoming you know hooked, addicted, and like Chris said, if they stopped taking it, they would get sick, they would uh, have withdrawals, and you know then you had people lining up to uh, to ease off of it. To, you know, once a day, you'd have these long lines at these clinics, and they would give you a little shot of the medication to get yourself off of OxyContin. Um, but even that, you know, they they followed the person around, the um, the 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 patient around in the show, and he had been clean for thirty days, comes in contact with an OxyContin with someone that has OxyContin, and he's hooked right back on it. Uh, that's just how addictive it is, and that is why uh, it is so difficult to get now. Uh, no matter what your pain is, it is. Um, it's because again, they don't want to have doctors don't want to be responsible for getting you hooked on oxy, right? I mean, it is an opioid, and uh, that was a. Painful lesson for some. And another thing about this uh, series, which I think they did so well. So it's a mini-series. Obviously, it's, a, it's, it's acted out. But each episode would start with a, real, with a family member of a real person who had died because of Oxy, because of their addiction to Oxy. And the show would start with, you know, this is a dramatization. Uh, but what's not, but what is real is, you know, my son so-and-so. And it just, I mean, right from the beginning, you know, and I talked about this earlier in the week. I don't know if it's the older I get, the easier I, you know, I, I really show emotion. You'd hear these people's story, and, I mean, you would really feel for them. And, you know, the, the last episode, you had the mom and dad of, uh, of someone who had died uh, because of their addiction to Oxy. And the father was breaking down when just saying their child's name. It was really sad. And uh, I think they did a really good job of showing the issues. And like I said, again... The way they did it from three different perspectives, I really think I really think shines some light on the situation. Someone said on the text board, I had to get stitches in my eye when I was younger, four stitches in my eye, and they had to freeze my eye in order to do it. Oh my gosh. Freezing your eye requires a curved needle that goes behind your eye and hit your optic nerve. Don't ever ask to get stitches in your eye. Uh, don't worry, I won't. That's the thing though, that curved needle it looks kind of like a hook that's what they were peeling at my eye i'll never forget that image i had you know my eye was numbed and everything i will never forget 
just seeing that hook come for my eye. And you can't feel anything at the time because it's so numb. And it's just such a weird experience. And, you know, now my other eye I'm having issues with. And they said that it's possible that they're going to have to do it to the other eye. Oof. I think I might just continue having the issues with the eye instead of go through that process. It was, it was tough. It was a tough process. Again, I'm fortunate. I've never had a major surgery. Uh, that was a tough process. And the days, fo- I just can't imagine now, you know, for four days I was useless. I just sat in, sat in our room with the lights off. Can't really do that now. I have a kid. So maybe, you know, the flare up once or twice a year, maybe that's worth rather than t- having to take a weekend off um, or taking four days off of, of being a parent. We'll see. We'll see. I'm not the eye doctor. <laughs> <laughs> so 8030930 star930 it gets you on the show. Uh, I want to know your oxycontin experience if you have one, maybe it was you, maybe it was a family member. And I want to hear your how you manage your pain. Tell us about the uh, a painful experience that you've had, maybe it was post surgery. Uh, maybe it's a pain you live with every day. How do you deal with that pain? For some people, it's as simple as, you know, putting an ice pack on it and maybe having a few Tylenol a week. For others, it's visits to the doctor a few times a month. 803-0930, star 930. And we are also asking for your advice uh, for those who have been laid off. If you didn't hear, 5.5% of Western New Yorkers of Western New Yorkers that work at Geico have been laid off and today are starting that track looking for a new job. That option, that option, that topic is open as well. Like I said, when I'm hosting, if we've brought it up once, it's open for the show. So when we come back from the break, 803-0930, star 930, text board, call in, either, both, whatever you want to do. We are talking about OxyContin. We're talking about your pain. How do you handle with you? How do you handle your pain, your experience, or maybe a loved one's experience with OxyContin? And advice for those who have been laid off. Resume building advice uh, and what to do. What's that next step? You know, for a lot of people, this came out of nowhere. They were not prepared uh, to be on the job hunt so close to the holidays. But like I said, that could also be a good thing. As a lot of places are, you know, adding help for the season, uh, maybe it's a good time to at least find something to keep that paycheck coming, and then in January start that search again. Eight oh three oh nine thirty star nine thirty. That's the number. We'll come back. Take your calls on News Radio nine thirty WBEN. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Who's bed? Have your boots been under? That's right. Shania's in town tonight at the Key Bank Center. Maybe you're on your way there. Maybe, uh, obviously, you'd be on your way to be doing something before the concert. But you know what I'm, I'm saying. Maybe you're going tonight. If so, uh, enjoy it. Have fun. What a uh, discography of music Shania Twain has uh, from the 90s through the 2000s. 803 star 930. All right, we have two topics. We have three callers. I'm going to take Jerry and Tonawanda first, uh, and then Joe and Hank afterward to keep the topics aligned. We're talking uh, OxyContin, your experience with it, because I watched a miniseries over the last week, um, and how do you deal with pain. Also asking advice for those who have been laid off at Geico or those who are just looking for a job, maybe looking to clean up the resume uh, and discussing that as well. So you know how I like to do it. Bring as many topics as possible. Uh, so we've got two going on now. We'll start with Jerry in Tonawanda. Jerry, thank you so much for hanging on through the break. Hey, no problem. Um, this was, I don't know, I was in my early 50s. Uh, 50, I, I, I would say 50s. I, I had both my wisdom teeth pulled. And this dentist I went to, I've been going to him for years, so he's a good friend and no big deal. And so <clears throat> took him out, and then he goes, I go, hey, I'm probably going to have a little pain afterwards, right? He goes, oh, yeah. I go, well, give me something. Give me what you got. What do you want me to have? And he he gave me four Oxycontins in a little small envelope. And he said, uh, yeah, take one of these, and you probably won't need any more, but uh, just trust me on it. So I go, okay. So I have pretty good threshold of pain. But, uh, yeah, it was <laughs> it was getting up there, so I took one. And let me tell you, Beamer, I took it, and I forgot how long it was, but it totally wiped out the pain, and it put me in la-la land. <laughs> I mean, I was, I was just, wow. And so I'm telling you, if you haven't experienced it, don't try it just to do it. But, yeah, it, it kind of, it, it's, it, 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 I can see why they don't do it. And I can't believe they were giving that out like candy 20, 30 years ago. I mean, my God. So did you stop after just one? 
Yeah, I did. I, I, in fact, I still got the three here. Oh, don't don't, don't say that, Jerry. Don't. I wouldn't advertise that. Well, I hey, I got nothing to hide. I mean, I I got them, but. How, now, um, let me ask you this. Let me let me ask you. After you after you took the pill, how long until you started feeling uh, the effects of it? Well, probably within twenty minutes. Oh wow! I mean, it, I mean, and then and then it just got better. I mean, it, it took the pain away, and then it just took me to never another level I've never been before, and it was like whoa. And I, I, I mean, I would never. I mean, I didn't go anywhere, and I, I can't believe anybody would drive if they took it because you're just out there. I mean, you're way, way out there. Yeah. Now, how long did the effects last? Um, I don't really. You know what? I, I can't really recall. But it was long enough to take the pain away, and after that, I was good to go. Like, you know, that was done like in the early afternoon and by night, I don't know, probably five, six hours or so, I would guess. I don't know exactly. And it still sticks with you. But it came down, like after six hours, you start coming down. Yeah, for sure. But, well, I mean, it was, it was, yeah, let me tell you, that stuff is potent. I mean, really potent. Now, I don't know how it is now as far as how they make it and whatnot, but. Yeah, it's potent. And then as far as Shania Twain. Oh, yes. You got me confused, Beamer. Why? With someone that gives a crap. Oh, Jerry. <laughs> I guarantee there's people in this audience going to that great show tonight, Jerry. Yeah, good for them. That's okay. I mean, God love them. <laughs> hey, Jerry, appreciate the call. Jerry and Tonawanda. So it took one one pill for Jerry, and he said, hey, you know, I'm good. Um Chris in West Seneca, we heard, had the the withdrawal from it, right? Was getting sick right after just a few pills. On the um, on the text board, someone said they had a ladder fall, broke both wrists, broke nose and eye socket. Oh, my gosh. Had surgery to repair both wrists. When it comes to pain medication, I have seen it destroy or kill so many people close to me, including family. I took the required pain medication after surgery and never asked again about any refills. I will live with the pain. It's better than the alternative. I think there's a lot of people in that camp as well, right, Um, who will say, hey, this is going to be painful, but I've just seen too much destruction uh, from some of the stuff out there. 803-0930, star 930, still taking your calls on that, but we're also taking your calls. Also taking your calls on resume building, what to do when you're, you know, forced to look for a new job, which unfortunately some of our um, me- members of our community are after Geico laid off five and a half percent of their workforce here in Western New York. Joe in Arcade has been very patient through the break uh, with some advice. Joe, thanks for hanging on. Hi. Look, I got advice, especially for young kids. I'm retired now, but I was an electrician for 40 years. These, And I worked for four large outfits. It's not like the 50s where you got a job and you retired from that job from a gold watch. Corporations have no loyalty to their employees. Their loyalty is to the bottom line and to shareholders. Your loyalty is to yourself. You, I looked at myself always as an independent contractor. I worked for you because the things were right at that time for me. When they weren't, I left. Also, you have to be 
smart. I don't believe a lot of layoffs come as a surprise. You can see things coming, and you hope that it won't be you because it will be uncomfortable if it is. So you stick your head in the sand. Let me give you an example. First outfit I worked for, I thought I'd be there forever. Well, I could see things going down, so I applied for another job, um, went to the interview, and I panicked. I wouldn't have hired me. So what I used to do in my career, even even when things were going good, I would apply for jobs and go to interviews because interviews are they're a skill. They're a thing that you learn. You have to go to these things and, you know, you learn what people are asking, what they're looking for. It's a skill to keep updated. Always, how I always looked at it, you work for a company, you're even every payday. You give them what they want for that week, and they pay you, you're even. doesn't matter how many years you work for them. Because when the time comes, you could go out the door. So you have to be prepared. You, What you want, this is my opinion, you want a career, not a job. I had a... I took a cut in pay. This was going back in the 70s. I was working for $6.50 an hour, which back in the 70s was a good wage. I took a $0.25 an hour cut, had kids at home, but I got into the trades. It paid off down the road. I was never laid off. Let me say this. I never, even if I changed jobs, I changed because it was my choice. I was there. It was good. Whoever I worked for, the conditions were good for me, I provided a service. When either of that changed, when I decided this wasn't good for me anymore or there was a better opportunity, I moved. Never wait. Don't put yourself in a situation where you're dependent on your employer. You want to have a skill and a, um, you know, something viable that people want. That's what keeps you working. Uh-huh. And don't get and you have to you can't get comfortable. I lived in Ohio, I lived in New York, I lived in Tennessee, I lived in Te- you might have to move. Is it uncomfortable? Yes. But yeah. I always had a paycheck and I raised a family and I did well. I'm retired now, enjoying every day. Well, did I have to work for it? You bet I did. Well, Joe, congratulations on that, and thank you so much uh, for the call, Joe in Arcade. You know, he said something important there. Now, he meant it as don't get comfortable in, you know, where you live. But I I do think don't get comfortable at your job. Don't think that you're irreplaceable, to quote the great Beyonce. Do not play that song, Tanner. Uh, But to quote Beyonce, don't don't think that you're irreplaceable, right? Because you could be – I mean, that's – one way I walk into work every day, and this isn't just this isn't for hey, uh, you know, text me, make me feel better. No, I, I walk in knowing, yeah, I could be replaced, right? There's someone out there, I'm sure, that could do a better job than me. I have to continue working on what I do and never be, n- never be so comfortable here that I think that you know I'm untouchable, because I think there's very few people who are untouchable, right? I mean. No, I was going to make a, a Kevin McCarthy reference. It just didn't work out. Uh, but just never never think that you're untouchable, no matter how long you've been there, how great of a job you think you do. Uh, because I think as long as you're always working, might be working on bettering yourself. Like I said, I want to be perfect. I'll never be perfect, so I'll always be working on myself. Um, then maybe at least that'll help in your pursuit of a, of a new job if 
and I'm hoping this happens to no one, but if, you know, uh, the unplanned happens. Hank in Buffalo. Hank, thanks for hanging on. Yeah, hi, Joe. I'd like to start off by saying my mother-in-law loves you. Oh, good. Well, thank you. And at first, your, 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 uh, your meter, to me at first, was a little frenetic, but maybe it's because I'm mildly frenetic, and uh, you've grown on me, too, so I like you, too. Well, thank you, Hank. I appreciate both of you. Yeah. So uh, I wanted to say that um, I think that the, the Geico layoffs are probably due to the adoption of AI. And I read an article recently, I think it was two articles, actually. Um, they both kind of said the same thing in different ways where, uh, where they were explaining how um, AI through um, uh, customer service uh, call-ins, number one, the, the wait time for customers was reduced, you know, in the high 90% rate. And the, the uh, problem resolution was improved in the high 90% rate. And the company was happy because they were saving a boatload of money and the people were happy because their problems were getting resolved in six minutes instead of 45 minutes, you know, waiting on hold. And um, I think that there's much more of this to come in the near term. Uh, as soon as these uh, complex language model chatbots are refined and improve that, that uh, the type of work that involves customer service, over the telephone is going to really become a thing of the past. Oh, Hank, I mean, AI, I'm telling you, a lot of jobs are, in, in my opinion, a lot of jobs are in danger with AI. I mean, even in this industry, the radio industry, there are radio stations that are playing AI DJs. Uh, no one here, by the way, no one here. Uh, but it, you're already starting to see it in anything where your voice is used. Uh, yeah, and definitely you're seeing it at customer service as well. And you're, I, I, Hank, unfortunately, I think you're 100% right. We're going to see more jobs affected. Yeah, the, 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 um, the ability for someone just to call a phone number, be connected with, uh, with a system that's going to resolve their problem in minutes is all people really care about is their time. You know, we're, we're so, we're so um, starved for, for, for personal time anymore that, uh, all they're really concerned about is I, I need my time back. And I think that when people call and are on hold, maybe with a cable company or the gas company or whoever they call and uh, a 30 minute or a 40 minute call is it, uh, it takes to solve their problem. They feel something is taken from them. Yeah. I, I'll say this though, as good as AI gets, I, I still think there's something about having another human on that other line, but uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see Hank. Quite possibly. Thanks, Joe. Hey, thank you, and thanks for the kind words. Appreciate it, Hank, in Buffalo. 8030930, star 930. That's the number to get on talking uh, the Geico layoffs, also talking OxyContin. If you're just joining us, I saw Painkillers over the last week on Netflix. Just some heartbreaking stuff, and asking what is your experience, if any, with OxyContin. Maybe not you, but your family, your friends. Was there someone you knew that had an issue with it? And what do you do to manage your pain? Let's go to John in Tano. And by the way, someone has already made the reference on the text board of, uh, you know, I turn the radio off when you're hosting. So someone's already beaten you to that. Uh, let's go to John in Tonawanda. John, what is your experience? Yeah, so um, back in high school, this is maybe 2008, 2009, um, I had my wisdom teeth taken out, and I was prescribed Vicodin. 
Uh, and my dad was a nurse, and, you know, he said, just, you know, I'm going to watch you, make sure that when you take these pills, you know, you don't go sneak at them or you don't take too many or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, it's fine, Dad. It's like a painkiller, fine. So I take my first Vicodin pill, and like your caller said before, I mean, within about 20 minutes, it's this warm rush, this warm wave of comfort that just goes from head head to toe. And I, was, I wasn't hooked, but... I, I was like, I want more of this. Um, and so each time, you know, my dad would give me the pills because he, he was in charge of it. You know, he didn't want to get addicted. He said, here's your pill. And um, I would just look forward to it. Okay, you know, I take the pill in an hour, a half hour, 20 minutes. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. And you take the pill in 20 minutes. It's this warm comfort. There's no, you have no worries. You have no um, concerns. You feel like, you know, your mom put like a big warm blanket on you when you take it out of like the dryer, you're just relaxed. Um, and when I was done, you know, uh, I, I had slight withdrawal. It was about maybe two weeks supply and um, went back to the doctor and he goes, hey, so do you need more pills? I'm like, yeah, I, I could use, use a, a, like a few more, sure. And uh, he gave me just enough for like two or three days and I was done. But I can see how it's so easy to become addicted. I mean, it's there's nothing like it. I mean, we're talking what, like 15 years ago or so. I mean, I, I, I still think about it. I still know the sensation. So um, I actually lost my sister-in-law to um, an accidental overdose on uh, Oxycontin. So, I mean, you know, I kind of was in both camps of being part of it and seeing it destroy someone's life too. So I can see where that goes. Now, if you don't mind me asking, John, the accidental overdose, was it something she was addicted to or was it in the, in the time that she was managing her pain? Um, it was a bit of both. She had gone into a car accident many years prior and she had lower back pain. Um, and she was kind of sort of abusing them in, in the sense that she was taking the uh, Oxycontin with tranqu- tranquilizers, which is just like a deadly mixture, and she took too much one day, and that that was it. So, I got to ask you with 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 Vicodin. Um, you know, you say you think about it often. It's been 15 years ago. If you were in a situation where you needed pain management like that again, would you quickly say yes, or knowing the effects and knowing how good it was and how addictive it could be, uh, would you ask for something else? Um, it'd probably depend on like the pain. If it was like mouth pain, you could kind of maybe deal with it with ibuprofen or something. I'd probably do that. But, um, knowing what I'm going into now, I would, I would take it, but I would have my wife restrict the pills. I would say you, you hide the pills. When I ask for one pill, you give me one pill. And when we're done, we're done. Um, now that I, I know, what it's like and like what happens um so yeah I, I would do it but with harsh restrictions well john i appreciate the call so sorry for your loss but thank you so much for sharing that with us thank you john in tonawanda 8030930 start 930 uh we'll continue talking about this we'll continue talking about the geico layoffs and everything surrounding it you know hank brought up ai and we've talked about that in the past maybe we'll bring that back uh, either later today or sometime in another show. Uh, but, you know, I, I don't think, unfortunately, I don't think we're done seeing jobs affected by AI. I mean, every day, every time you go search something on Google or Bing, uh, you are you are helping AI, even if you're not using AI yourself. Um, that is 
That's what's going on. 803-0930, start 930. It's Beamer in for Bowerly. Back after this. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.